Kayla Bird. Welcome to So Good, the Good Love Company podcast. It is me, Stephanie, your host and leading love and relationship expert and educator. I am the genius behind the Good Love Company brand, and I've helped thousands of women find themselves and find love. So get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, kick back, relax. It's going to be so good. I'm living that high Hello, darlings. What's up? Welcome back to So Good. Today's episode is something that has been highly requested, and I think a lot of women find to be really mysterious, but I find that it, it's actually quite simple. So today we're going to be talking about what men actually want. So because this topic is so vast and we don't have 47 hours today, I decided that I'm going to talk about the three levels that are most important. So the three levels being the primal level, the emotional level, and the spiritual level. So starting with what I find to be the most obvious and basic would be the primal level. So we've all heard that men are hunters. They are are out there getting it done. They have drive. They have force. They are best at one task at a time, and that's great and all. I I really like that tens and thousands of years ago, men walked around with a loincloth and a spear and went out and caught food every day. That's fantastic. But in today's world, it, it presents a little differently. So men as primal creatures need food, they need sex, they need drive. They need expansion and they need freedom. So those are at the the basic level. And the way that men are wired, I can't go into a whole neurology lesson of the male brain, but the way that men are wired is that they are here to protect, provide, and they are biologically inspired to do so. The testosterone hormone is about procreation, getting things done, task achievement, sexuality, these are things that make the biological male species inherently male, right? And again, we're not talking about gender. We're not even going there. This is in terms of a hardwiring drive and desire. So men at a primal level, they need these things. So sex for men is nourishment. The way sex for women is is very much connection. Sex for men is nourishment, just like food. We've all seen the, you know, stereotyped archetype of this, where it's it's the man who just wants to fuck and eat steak and rah, rah, rah. like we've all seen the the sort of lazy approach to this, and oftentimes that's what gets demonized when really it's about the fact that this is just how they're wired. Men have been this way from the dawn of time. And sure, there are ways that this can get exploited. You see this in the Air Bunny quote, toxic masculinity, which will be an episode in itself because that is a massive thing that we need to pick apart. But for the sake of this episode, a lot of men have been demonized for wanting to fulfill their biological nourishment. So when a man sees a beautiful woman walking down the street, he can biologically and physiologically respond. And the thing that's hysterical about men is that their arousal state is obvious. Whereas women's arousal states are inner, men's arousal states are obvious. 
So if a man walks by a beautiful woman and, you know, her symmetry is perfect, she has a scent about her, she is feminine to his attraction preference, he is going to have a physiological urge, right? And so this is the thing where we get tripped up about it, where it's not about demonizing the the primal roar of a man, which is what women actually crave. They want that. But it can be scary to admit that because a lot of male sexuality has been completely slaughtered by watching excessive amounts of porn, horrendous music and movies that depict women as bitches and objects. It's, it's a really interesting conversation when we talk about wanting to really understand and learn about what men want. But yet when we hear the truth about it, it can really trigger our own experiences with men who have presented themselves in an unconscious way. So there's nothing inherently wrong with men being sexually driven. That's part of the biological procreation process. We, in order to create harmony, need to really respect and understand that it's our job to be okay with how men are in terms of their biological wiring and learn to heal the parts of us that have been hurt by not so great men, while at the same time also allowing space for men to do their own healing work and their own process of awakening because it is not a woman's job to do the man's emotional labor, but it is a woman's job to hold space for that. That's the feminine energy in itself. The feminine energy in itself can look at a man in his wounded masculine and say, okay, I'm not here to be your mama. I'm not here to be your teacher. I'm not here to be your coach. I'm not here to be your therapist, but there's a part of me that sees the part of you that can do better. And if I decided it's worth it for me, then I can hold space for that. Everyone has that option and it can be very challenging for women because when they ask me, well, what do men want? And I tell them, they roll their eyes and go, of course, of course, they just want to fuck. And I look at them and I say, well, don't you love being fucked? (laughs) Don't you love when your man can grab you by the side of your face and pull you in for a kiss? And don't you love how you can feel the tingles and goosebumps when he pulls you into the bedroom in his leading masculine edge, in his sexual primal level? We actually want that. What we don't want is the poor expression of male sexuality, which is the objectification, um, the misogyny, the dehumanization of women. That's the real issue. And that comes from men not having their own healing work taking place. Men also need the freedom and expansion always at their disposal. So a lot of women have issue with this and typically the ones that do tend to veer on the insecure side because secure, self-possessed women understand that men require freedom and space to be okay. Again, remember, men are lone rangers. They are solitary creatures. They are not like women that tend to heal together or come together and, and have chitty chats and talk for three hours. Men process independently and oftentimes longer than we women would like. And so it's about learning that, what would you rather have? Would you rather have your man take a few hours to decompress and process and have his space and come back to you refreshed and excited to see you? 
Or would you rather have your sense of control quieted by checking texts every half an hour and looking at his phone and needing to know where he's going and asking all these questions that just makes him really resent you and want more space to begin with? We need to start accepting that at a primal level, men require space. A lot of women say to me when they've been with someone for a bit and they're not proposing, they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm like, you're breathing down his neck. And now he's thinking, holy shit, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. So I'm just going to wait it out for her to relax a bit and go back to the normal girlfriend that I had. Men are absolutely petrified to be stifled. Men are absolutely petrified to feel boxed in. And men are absolutely petrified to feel that once they merge lives with you, their own sense of identity and independence will be squashed. So take it from me, respecting the primal level of the masculine presence will return to you tenfold. When you start to really understand and be okay with the wiring and biological brain differences, physical differences that men have, and that that requires its own respect and nourishment, relationships will be so much smoother because you'll be able to go, ah, I see, okay. Maybe he doesn't want to not hang out with me. Maybe he just needs to unwind and decompress and just be alone. And wouldn't it feel better being in that feminine solitude to let him be in his masculine solitude and then you can return from a place of rested energy which becomes attraction energy. So the next level I want to touch on about what men want is in terms of the emotional level. So this one's kind of tricky because so many men really never had a safe space. Most men were, you know, the old boys don't cry. We've all heard this before. Men did not have the opportunity to really feel that their emotions are valid. If you looked at like, let's say a five-year-old boy who's having a fit in a, in a grocery store with a dad, let's say, more than likely the dad is going to tell the son, come on now, let's stop crying, stop those crocodile tears, come on, trying to usher past the emotion, right? Whereas oftentimes the mother or the nurturer or the, the female presence in the home will tend to want to say, what's wrong? What happened? Are you okay, right? So we need to remember that men just simply don't process emotion the, the way we do, but the emotions are still the same. So he can feel hurt the way we feel hurt, but it's expressed differently. So oftentimes, like when, let's say, for example, women have a really shitty day, right? Shitty day at the office, your boss is just on you and you're overwhelmed and frustrated. Most women will text a girlfriend, call someone, not have a FaceTime, I'm so stressed out, blah, blah, like blah, 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 and they chat with each other and calm each other down and connect and and smooth it out right so the emotion passes men typically don't do that I don't know one guy who's gonna have a bad day and let's say for example pick up the phone and call a buddy and go hey Marcus I had a really bad day today like they just they're not gonna do it they don't know how they may want to they may need to 
But many men were never taught that their emotions are safe. Many men were taught that emotions are weakness. Many men were never allowed to express. So how on earth do we expect a 37-year-old man to communicate effectively when he's been conditioned his whole life that it's wrong to feel anything other than powerful, a man, good to go, chillin', right? We need to remember this. And again, it's not our job as women to do men's work, but it's our job to hold the space should we choose to, right? Men actually want to feel safe with you. Men actually want to be able to come up to you and put their arms around your waist and just do a deep sigh and have that be the bid, the gesture for you to go, are you all right, baby? What's going on? Men oftentimes do gesture and do signal. They just don't communicate the way women do. So when I talk about a bid, it's a Gottman reference about the idea of relationships being bids. So if your husband doesn't typically talk, but he comes up to you after a hard day and puts his arms around you and sinks into you, if you were in tune with each other, you could likely look at him and go, is everything okay? You're picking up on his gesture. You're picking up on the fact that even though he can't come to you directly and say, babe, I'm stressed and overwhelmed, like I just, I'm freaking out. He may not be there yet. But his body language, because again, remember men are primal, it's, it's biological first, they will usually use their body or lean into you to signal, hey, I'm, I'm not all right. So if you are a conscious woman in a relatively healthy relationship, you'll, you'll pick up on that. Once that becomes a safe habit to form, that will lead the way to more deeper dialogue. That will lead the way to more opportunities for the man to go, oh, okay, it's safe for me to express myself. It's safe for me to be here. She's actually listening to me. She's not annoyed. She's not, you know, in contempt. Okay, maybe it's not so bad that I'm feeling shitty and not in my masculine right now. Because remember, who's ever in the emotional state is in the feminine energy. So if your man is really stressed out and having a really hard time and he's kind of all over the place, he's actually in the feminine. And if you are sovereign and solid and holding him down and just listening and being supportive, you're actually in the masculine energy. What that's going to do is that's going to provide him that space to rise back up, clear out that emotion, swing back into the masculine Go, oh, fuck, baby, thank you so much. You then, from that praise and response, will sink back into the feminine. Polarity is restored, and it's a beautiful fucking time. The last level that I'm going to touch on for today's episode is the spiritual level. So what men want on a spiritual level? The funny thing about this is that not all of them verbally express this. Many aren't even conscious of it. But the truth of what men at the end of the day on a spiritual level want more than anything is a purpose. Men without purpose are floating around the world unhappy, miserable. If you've ever heard a guy complain or been around the wet blanket guy or the the friend of a friend who's always just a downer, that's a man that's not in his purpose. 
because a man's purpose links all the way back to the primal level, right? The, the, the task completion, the masculine edge, the drive to succeed, the drive to provide, biologically wired, you cannot override that. What tends to happen is as we go from childhood into adolescence, into adulthood, if the emotional level that we just touched on is not nurtured and woven in, then the man tends to not really know his direction. He tends to be the guy who is, you know, in his 30s and still partying or doesn't know what he wants to do or, you know, he's going to be a real estate agent one day and then he's going to start his own business the other and he's just all over the place. That's a man who is not in his purpose, in his masculine mastery. For a man to be fulfilled, he needs to feel like his life is more than being a dad, being a husband, being a thing. For a man to feel fulfilled, he needs to be living his purpose. And so a lot of women tend to get really nervous about that because again, it pings on the, well, what about me aspect? What is, how, how am I going to suffer in the interim? You know, it's funny. I had a girlfriend where her husband just decided that he wasn't living his dream and he needed to go back to school and he needed to become this different person and have a whole new career. And I remember her, her and I talking about this and she's like, identity crisis, what? And I'm like, but aren't you glad that A, you're you and you get that he needs to do this? And B, aren't you glad that he actually has the communicative skill and self-possession to understand he's not living his purpose? So sure, are there rocky moments when a man decides to venture and do what he needs to do for himself? Yep, especially if you're already with them. Having a man go through a career change, go through a health crisis, go through a moment where, you know, he's the first guy to have a kid and all his buddies are still out hitting the hitting the clubs. Men's identity is always tied to their purpose and what they're actually doing here. Are they providing for something, themselves being first? And you know what? I bet you're thinking like, well, you know, but what do they want, want? Like, do they want like a big booty? Do they want blonde? You know, what do they want? And I say that with a bit of a snarky whine because a lot of women will listen to this podcast and go, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me how to get them. Tell me what they're looking for. And the truth of the matter is, it depends. It depends on their stage of life. So if you meet a guy in his primal stage where he's still figuring himself out, you may come across the stereotypical toxic masculine or the guy who's just down to hit it and quit it, or someone who is still in that very primal level where it's a selfish reality. If you meet someone when they're in that level, that's what you're going to be dealing with, right? So it depends. If you meet someone where they're on their emotional journey, this could look like a lot of changes. This could look like a lot of priority shifts. This could look like the guy who is like, okay, like I'm finally deciding to get my act together and I'm going to move to Australia and and figure myself out, right? 
a lot of this can look like the spiritual level, but the problem is, is that most men who tend to go off on these excursions aren't rooted yet. So the journey is figuring out the emotional dexterity. The journey is figuring out what do I actually want? Am I ready for marriage? Do I want to live my life this way? It's figuring oneself out space, which will always lead into the spiritual level. You know, after I've got my primal shit out of out of my system, right, the horny teenager, then I'm going to go through my emotional level, the, you know, mid-20s, what am I even doing with my life? Then we hit the, the spiritual purpose level. Hopefully with a well-attuned man, this is late 30s, 40s in, a, in an ideal scenario where they go, okay, what do I want to do with my life? What am I actually here for? And it's funny because... The whole episode of what men want is an expose of how men are. And if you can understand how men are, then you'll never have to ask yourself what men want. You'll never have to wonder, you know, does he, does he care that I'm a size eight? Does he want me to do this? Like, I can't even think of an example because it's so ghastly to me. We have been doing dating and understanding each other backwards you can understand how men are and think and operate and then intuitively know what they want. It is your job to decide, can I accept and love and nurture the sacred masculine? Have I been wounded by masculine? Do I need to do some, you know, old psyche cleaning about how I think about men? Because it's less about trying to make sure that you tick the boxes so that you can be chosen. It's not a self thing. It's about learning to look at them, learning to understand them, learning to respect and be intrigued by masculine energy because that's what everyone says they want. But I will leave you with a little nugget to, to chew on. Men do not want to feel like you coming into their life will take away from it. That's what men want. Men want to feel like you can add to their life and let them be who they actually are. Men want you to be sexually aroused by them. Men want you to flirt with them. Men want you to touch them. Men want to see all the sides of you. Men also want to be called out on their shit, respectfully. Men want to admire you. Men want to give you everything that you need and desire. They want that. Everything I just mentioned either will hit a primal level, an emotional level, or a spiritual level. So if you've been listening, you'll pick up on those little aspects. Your only job is to figure out who you are, what you value, what you believe in, and have the courage to stand in that, knowing there's an equal counterpart. Men want a best friend that they can't wait to fuck. Men want someone who can nurture them. Men want the wife who can handle it all and the vixen bent over in the bedroom. They are enamored by femininity. They are enthralled and excited by all bodies. Men want you to understand that they're willing to learn 
and they're willing to play ball and they're willing to understand that, yeah, they might have made some mistakes. There might have been some deep wounds. But men are, are here for you. Men want for you. They desire for you. And so I hope that listening to this episode has provided some insight, some light bulb moments, some feels. Let me know what you think about it. I always want to hear your comments. Follow me at Good Love Co. As per usual, please leave me a five-star review if this episode blew it out of the park for you. I am so excited to do these to you every week. Again, thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you next time. All right, lovebirds, there you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that little pocket of time we spent together. It means the world to me. If this episode landed, if you felt like you got some mic drops, I'd love to know in the comments. Feel free to leave a five-star review as well. That always feels good. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this, send her my way. Today's episode was so good, and I'll see you next time. I'm living that high.